Hello. Hello, hello. Um, I have my friend Ashley here crashing with us today. I'll explain in a minute. I'm so excited to be talking about today. I know every freaking Zoom I say that, but this has come up so much today. And beyond the fact that it's one of my favorite topics to talk about, it's also one of my favorite topics to be a realist about. Um, and you're not going to get a lot of, oh, can't hear us. I'm not unmuted. I'm not Who else? Muted. Can anyone else not hear us? Mm. Oh, I can hear. Okay. Okay, oh. cool. All right. Awesome. So I iPhone, I don't know who you are, and I'm sorry, but okay, no, cool. All right, we're all good. Okay, so um I'm I really like being a realist about this topic. Um, there's not gonna be a whole lot of fluff, you know, like I I would be happy to do a very woo-woo centered um kind of topic for today but on a different day but today we're going to keep it rooted in mindset right we're going to keep it something that's tangible something that whether you believe in this stuff whether you don't whatever the case may be it's gonna my hope is that it'll make sense regardless in practice and be useful okay so uh ash i i have ash on here today because ash knows me when we were both like ogres of people like I say all the time I was not always a positive person I was not always like optimistic looking for the different way to use things as information like that wasn't me and I feel I'm always whenever I say that my clients are like no way so I'm like we got a witness <laughs> um Ash remembers me back in the day and I was just as bad. And I remember you. Yeah. You, I were, was just you were like the hype man for yeah. it. You were like, like, yeah, screw them all. Like, forget everybody. <laughs> so you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Ash, can I, give, can I give the cliff notes? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Yeah. So also besides that, um, when we say we're both different now, when we had first become friends, Ash was in a pretty toxic relationship uh, with a a sociopath yeah, we can and, call a yeah, yeah 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 and I don't I don't use that lately so um and then engaged to said person and then broke up the engagement with said person and began a journey of healing and now owns her own copywriting firm and is like living a life that like what <laughs> I mean it's yeah, very I much I relate <laughs> you know yeah. like but um I also think it's good to have that perspective you know um, so I'm going to kick off with a question for Ash and then we'll get to the lesson, but how did you talk to yourself in the past? Especially, I know you've said you've dealt with body image, eating mm -hmm. disorders, um, diet culture, everything. How did you talk to yourself back then versus how you talk to yourself now? I think back then I really, I, well, I'm going to say a curse word. It's going to be the S word, but I really used to just say like, you are such a piece of shit. Like everything I did, like internally, I was like, you're a piece of shit you suck. And like, I would actually verbalize outside and aloud say, Oh my God, that sucks. Or I suck or you suck. Um, and if you'll remember a coach that we share in common, I don't recommend anybody else do this because everybody should take their time to feel feelings. But I was saying I suck so much that my coach at the time said, every time I said, I suck, I had to stop and do three burpees. So I stopped saying it pretty quickly. <laughs> You're like, nip that. Like, I'm not doing burpees. So that's not going to happen. Um, and now I can say that when I look in the mirror, I love the person that I am. Um, I've been many different sizes at this point and no matter my size, I feel really good about who I am. I still have days where body dysmorphia is like playing little tricks on me and I'm like, what is going on? But I can say, I love myself. I feel confident in who I am. Um, I feel confident in what I bring to the table and I just, I feel very happy and lucky to be me. Yay. Yeah. And we were not like this. No, oh my God. No, I wasn't like this. Are you kidding? We thought it was no. part of our charm and charisma to just be like, just sticks in the mud, Miserable. like just always expecting the worst. Yeah. And drinking usually too. Oh my God. So much drinking. Yeah, I also wine, drinking. wine, you yeah. know, and because it was easy, a slippery no, slope. But... Vodka. It was always vodka for me. Oh, it was wine. You know, why not add the carbs? So, um, okay. Let's get into the lesson for today. So I want to talk about it because I mentioned before, today is not going to be about the mysticism of it. I can definitely talk about it, but today we're going to focus on the principle of whatever, whatever we embody is what we fulfill. So if we're trying to, you know, I don't care how great your affirmations are. You can sit there and say them in the morning and run down this whole list of greatness. If you don't 
exercise that throughout the day. You don't embody the type of person that would receive those things that you're trying to uh, manifest or wish for or pray for, whatever it is. If you're not open to receiving that because you're fixed in one spot or you're afraid of bad outcome or whatever, which is very normal, like it's not, it's easier said than done and not feel that way. Then the chances of you, uh, you know, abracadabra say it in the morning and it comes true are pretty like slim to none. So I think a lot of times when I hear about law of attraction, and this is definitely the case for me back in the day, I used to roll my eyes at it because I used to think it was really dismissive. And I used to think it was just like delusional a little bit, you know, um, I wasn't as open, like into the woo woo kind of stuff, but just in general, it was part of my aesthetic to be annoyed by people who like that kind of stuff. And I really like embodied that, like. I end up in bad situations. I have bad luck, like all of that. That's what I just fed to myself. So something like law of attraction seemed ridiculous to me. Um, so tell our story of how we came into it. Well, I think you knew it before me, but no, I didn't. No, same. It was same uh, yep. So same anyway, we both did a really, really cheesy, cringy MLM back in the day, like 2014, 2015 time period, right? So part of this was we were roped into it by this one um, like upline leader in the area. And I was just like miserable at my job and young. So I was just like, whatever, like, let's see. And <laughs> I feel like I, my, my upline, I'm going to, I'm going to say this because she's a bad person. So I can say it. Right. So I don't care if anyone hears this, but like she was dumb as bricks, just dumb as bricks. Right. And I'm not somebody to like judge someone like that unless they're truly just not a nice person. Um, but everything just kind of fell into place for her. Like she, she just seemed to have it all. She like, like snapped her fingers and something she wanted happened and wasn't set up for that. Like she didn't grow up in a life like that, like oh. silver spoon or anything like that. So she had like a very abusive mother. She has a crazy <laughs> upbringing. So yeah. like, I related to her a lot with that, you know, and stuff. And so I, I just leveled with her. I'm like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like we have the same education level right now, like all of this stuff how, how, how does this happen? Like, can you sprinkle some of your luck dust on me? Because I don't understand. And, and I had my uppity attitude of like, I'm a hard worker. I am smart, you know, like, and she goes, honestly, I just, it's law of attraction. She told me to watch the secret, which I found. I'm sorry. If you like the secret, I find it so cringe, especially about the medical claims like that immediately pissed me off that I could just wish away my diabetes, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I was like, no, this isn't going to do it. And then I realized I'm like, but Hey, I don't have to be like all in, like, I don't have to be cheesy and cringy about it. But if I'm thinking about the principle of it, true to fashion, I needed to mull it over myself first. Couldn't take anyone's word for it. Um, <laughs> is that astrological in some way? Yeah. Capricorn. It's okay. So, um, I mulled it over and I'm like, what do I have to lose miserable and don't got anything maybe I won't be miserable and maybe I'll have a little more, or maybe at the very least I won't be miserable, <laughs> you know? So it was a win-win. I thought of it like I was going to try it out like an experiment. Um, it was like, literally, I'm like, let's see if I, cause if this doesn't work, I'm going to go back to being a mean ogre. Right. Like that's the better alternative, you know? Um, I did the same shit though. I know. <laughs> I was like, this probably isn't going to work, but whatever. <laughs> so, um, for me, I really, it, what it did was bring to my attention how much I actively was stunting my own growth every single day with verbiage. Is it verbiage or verbiage? It's both, I think. I it's have, like a tomato, tomato kind I of thing. I have heard it and said it both ways and feel dumb either way, but not really. Verbiage, that's what we're going to go with. I realized that my internal dialogue, the way I spoke to others, the way I spoke about things that I that were coming up, just my natural vernacular became rooted in nastiness towards myself and the future or fear or not wanting to get ahead of myself. Like I didn't even understand how much I spoke into existence. The very thing I was judging as complete crap, I spoke into existence, the very misery I sought to escape. Now I didn't do that for no reason <laughs> that missed that, that misery, that fear, that, all that wasn't there just because like I pulled that one out of a hat one day, you know, like there's a lot of reasons we all have that internal dialogue and a lot of events, a lot of, you know, illnesses, just so many facets that lead us to that point of 
not not talking ourselves very well um, and not speaking out positivity at all because it feels <laughs> wrong. Um, does anyone relate to this so far or share with me in the chat, share with me your thoughts. What were you, what were your thoughts on law of attraction at first? How did you get into it? Same way. Our upline was like, it was actually at a meeting and she was like, everybody should do law of attraction. And she goes, it's physics. It's literally, literally physics. She meant metaphysics, but like, bless her heart. She said it was physics. Um, I went home and I watched the documentary on Netflix and I was like, oh my God, you have to be kidding me. And I felt like it was so corny. Um, but then I also, my thought was if this asshole can do it and everything works out and not that she was, but it's like, I felt that way. Even when I started my business, when I compared it to somebody else, like if this person can do this, I think that I could probably maybe do this and like, let's just see what happens. And it was very much like Michelle I was already so negative and so unhappy that like, it really didn't matter because nothing else probably was going to make life worse. Like I was severely over in a dead end relationship. Can't find it. Eggplant parm dinner. So you were a dead end relationship. Dead end relationship. Um, didn't really like myself. Hated my job, was working my ass off commuting on a crazy commute that I hated two hours one way each day active commute like not even on a train or anything um literally just miserable so what's that does this look like a split screen oh my god that's so funny someone sent me a private no we're in the same house (laughs) no we're here sorry sending it back to you in the studio that's hilarious I just Uh, saw that message you're right (laughs) it does um no, but I was just like literally miserable. I was so miserable. I hated my life. I hated my job. I hated my relationship. There wasn't really anything that I could pinpoint that I liked except for this weird MLM. And I was like, this is giving me hope. Maybe I'll make my millions this way. Like, I just need a way out of my terrible life. And if this girl is saying that all she does is this, I at least could try it and just see what's up. Yeah. Well, it wasn't like it was hurting anything to yeah. be less miserable, you know? Um, but tell me in the chat, you guys are quiet. Tell me your thoughts as you're hearing this. And by the way, tell me if you think it's like a load of crap, if you're still on the fence, if you're like, this is making (laughs) sense. I've had, I've been targeted by positivity huns and I just can't stand it. Be honest. Cause it's important. You know, if if I wasn't honest with myself about the trepidations I had about even thinking about this, then I would have just disregard, I would have just disregarded it and I don't even know where, I, what life would be. I imagine if I didn't like grow at all from that. Um, if Beth says, that's always my thought too. If this person can do this, I totally can. Cause there really mm-hmm. is no reason not to, you know, like, okay. I, I mean, my dreams of like scaling Everest, like, I, I mean, just, I'm not gonna, you know? Um, so if someone can do that, that's great for them. But if it's something that I can look at it and it's apples to apples in terms of, is there anything really outside of my control that distinguishes what's possible? Do I really want this to happen? Well, what's the harm in seeing? So let's see what you guys are saying here. I love it. I love it when I see things pop up here. I also went through a law of attraction phase and watched The Secret and read so many books, but I think I was too outrageous with it. Like I'm going to make hundred K this year and then did nothing to actually make it happen. We've all been there. Yeah, um, right. Cause I mean, like, what do you have to lose wishing for it? Right. We all throw a penny in the wishing well. And you know, so, so then I did not make hundred K, but that's, that's the thing when it becomes throw a penny in a wishing well is mm-hmm. when it doesn't work. That's why it's people kind of make it seem very easy to implement. And it's not like, it's really reprogramming a lot and <laughs> healing through a lot of trauma and things that create the difficulty in thinking that way. Um, you can't skip over that and just fill it with positivity. There's tons of toxic positivity out there that it's kind of like binging. You force yourself to like restrict, 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 and you're going to binge. It wasn't a real like lifestyle change. It was just a diet, kind of the same thing with fake positivity. We just fill ourselves up with that. And yeah, for a short period of time that might, we might trick ourselves into thinking this is better, but in the end, we end up just crashing and everything sucks and everything's falling apart because it wasn't real. You know, you got to start with that inner verbiage first. So good, great point. I feel like I've always done, maybe not so formally, but like, oh, this is always works out for me. And then I go forth. Yeah. If, I mean, if you go into it saying like, I can, I can figure this out no matter what the outcome is. Again, not easier said than done. 
Um, and also neurodivergency is a thing. But if you think like things work out for me, I'll figure it out. Chances are, even if the outcome has to change a little from what you originally planned, you can figure it out, you know, and it ends up working out. I love it. Does this have to do with the programming we get before we were seven and the autopilot we live on? What do you mean? Like, am I, I, I might be, if you're talking about something specific, I have no idea. But if you're saying as a concept that like, we are just told that we can't be thinking like this past the age of seven, absolutely right. Like, when does it go from, you could be anything you want to be, to be like, don't be ridiculous. Taper your expectations, kid. You know, it's like, is there an age for that? You know, what size and clothing is that? Um, but if there's something specific, I am missing it. Let me know, Beck. Um, so, oh, I think she answered. Oh, did she? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a scientific theory that we are programmed to live. Like, I forget what it's called. Ooh, that's interesting. I would love to read up on that. If you wouldn't mind shooting me a text with what that's called so I can deep dive. I love that stuff. Um, Cause like, who the hell knows really? There's so much we haven't discovered. Okay, so. Scrolling. Okay, um, there's been research that optimism and gratitude lower C-reactive proteins. So to an extent, I do feel like positive outlook helps us feel better, absolutely which in turn helps us try more and do more a hundred percent. Something I really struggle with. And it's like, you know, I'm going to say it here, but it's something I could definitely elaborate more on the more woo woo zoom is that something I resisted for a very long time was involving my health with law of attraction, because it was something I felt very defensive over and very protective over like all of that time struggling where nobody understood. And, and like, didn't believe me and like all of that. How could I possibly let that go and just, you know, ignore everything I know about literal actual physics and just biology and everything and just whatever. But then I started saying, well, if I do say and act and treat my health with law of attraction, like I have with everything else in the worst case scenario, I'll probably feel less crappy about it. And the best case scenario, I'll feel better. And, and I'll, you know, even if it doesn't do anything for the physicality of it, if I feel better mentally, then that's something off my plate as a sick person. Why not? I don't, I don't lose any points for that. So when I tell you my, like I was diagnosed with scleroderma, it's supposed to have an eight year life expectancy. You know, like I, I'm now at the point where like, I want to go back and contest a lot of my diagnoses, like my scleroderma, my RA. I mean, that could be denial because I'm in remission, of course, but that's what I want to figure out because it's, it's baffling, not just to me and my rheumatologist last time they saw me was like, like you should, they literally were like, you should be sicker than you are. They were just, um, they didn't understand. So I don't understand either. I mean, but I don't pin it all on law of attraction. I pin it on believing in myself to take care of myself, focus, prioritizing not beating myself up, you know, prioritizing the way I view rest and recovery and sickness and the unexpected. So it's been a lot of work to get there, but law of attraction is not just the affirmations I say about my health. It's how I live, how I live out trying to make my health better every day and what mindset supports that. I, I can't explain it. I mean, I never thought I'd be at the point where Nick and I really are looking to, to try and go have a baby. Like what? You know, like I used to think my whole rib cage would fall apart. I had, I, you know, I had, a, I got a broken rib from packing boxes. Like it's just, I, and you saw that a lot of you haven't, but some of you saw this house. I was demoing, we were both demoing this shit in mm -hmm. here, you know? So it's, it was the best. I was a good workout. Um, I'm not saying that I am the end all be all law of attraction made this possible. And I respect how annoying that sounds and to, to someone who's dealt with these struggles for a really long time, but I can't help what I notice. And the last thing that I had to change talking to myself a certain way about where my, was my health. And it, it's been a marked difference. So I love that. C-reactive protein, talking ourselves nicely. Who'd have thought? <laughs> Certainly not eat less and move more. No. So 
I love Love Attraction. I read The Secret in 2009-ish and was very invested, but I have gone through ups and downs of my beliefs on it truly due to negative thinking or self-talk. We talk ourselves out of it, you know, but like not for nothing. I think that it becomes harmful when it's like, oh, I must have not tried hard enough to not attract that result. Um, it could become, that's why you have to work on the inner verbiage first before law of attraction can be anything, because it's kind of like having like the wrong person at the helm. You know, you don't want to have somebody who hates you in charge of all that power, right? You wouldn't want that outcome. So by working on that internal dialogue where you don't feel that need to like, you know, bring your, bring yourself back down to reality, you really don't deserve better. This is what you should have expected. If that's still happening, law of attraction, it's not going to combat that, you know? So good point. Um, I agree. Unrealistic positivity can cause issues for sure. And I think that's also positivity doesn't always have to be happy. That is the biggest thing that never gets mentioned is like, Positivity should still allow room to feel bad about a bad situation. But it, the difference in optimism and pessimism in this thing is one person will think of it and say, this is what always happens to me. I'm an idiot for letting this happen. I can't believe this happened. I should have known. I should have seen this coming. Why did I get excited? And then and the other person, the, the positive person can still and should still be like, this really sucks. I wish that this didn't happen this way. but. You know, now I know next time what to avoid. Um, what can you do? I'm going to go home and take a bath. You know, like, and it doesn't mean that you have to be completely resistant to the idea. Like the you, most of you come to me looking to feel normal, right? I said this today on a call. It's one of my favorite things. Sometimes the most normal thing is to feel badly. It's something we're all trying to avoid, but we're human. And some emotions, some things don't feel good. And we're not going to feel good. You know, um, I hate toxic positivity. It annoys them crap out of me so this dude was dead in the middle of the street this morning i didn't think we what i don't think we always ask for situations that happen around us i am so sorry that that happened to you that was a really jarring statement to read out loud with zero expression or emotion but i would if i could um i agree i don't think that anybody attracted that i think that's just messed up that you had to witness that but I agree. And not everything is orchestrated. We can only kind of orchestrate our own, like how we proceed. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's, that's really crazy. scary. T message me about that if you haven't already. Um, okay, let's see. Definitely relate to the automatic eye roll because of being targeted by the positivity huns that actually only made their dough because they have mommy and daddy's wallet on their nightstand. Absolutely. Um, but when I look at it objectively, it makes sense that reframing the thoughts, actions in a more positive direction would yield more positive results. Berating myself just adds to the hopelessness overwhelm. Yeah. It just keeps it going, right? Like if you were to think about like, it just furthers the pity party and yeah. then it, you get to be right about being wrong and being bad. And then that feels good. And then that feeling is addictive. Yeah. I'm just being like, yeah, no, I do get I to be this, this piece of garbage. I use this example. <laughs> I asked some of my clients this. I'm like, okay, have you ever been in a, a support group on Facebook? And it's like a competition of, of whose life sucks the most. Yeah. And it's like, nobody is the winner. Like even the winner is the loser here. Like, why is this all like a competition of like, like just, just a sad fest, you know? And it's like, that is all valid feeling. But if we always stay expressing the feeling and it prevents us from thinking of the process to change what caused that feeling, then we're just, we are, we're choosing to sign ourselves up for the same thing. I should have expected this. We do attract that outcome. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, people can attribute luck to what's actually privilege. Yeah. I've spent years in my 20s and 30s saying I'm going to make blank amount of money one day. Then I made blank amount of money and stayed there for years. It wasn't until law of attraction that I realized what I'd done. I changed my internal thoughts and my salary has been climbing since. Yay. Absolutely. The only difference between like someone who gets a raise and someone who doesn't get a raise is the person who asks for a raise if it wasn't time for a raise, right? I mean, taking away if they actually give it to you or not, but it, you know, it's not a stalemate. Yeah. It definitely relate to 
the trying it, but it making the accomplishments too extreme and then not actually doing anything to make them happen. That's the super hard part that and believing what I'm saying. So this is helpful. I had put this about, I had written this down here is if you, you break it down into baby steps, baby steps is the foundation for everything that we, not that we want to change necessarily, but even that we want to learn is especially for us neurodivergence, like it has to be baby steps. So um, if you have big goals, I was just talking to someone about this today. Um, if you have big goals, I know it sounds cheesy, make a dream board. I know I cringe saying it and I don't even know why I do because I've crossed off a lot of stuff over the mm -hmm. years off that board, but it feels weird, but whatever, no one's gonna charge you to do it, right? So make a dream board, put the big goals on the dream board, because it'll be easier to ra rationalize that as a dream than to think that you're expected tomorrow to go out and start making that a reality, which is a lot more daunting than being able to file it away as a dream and then focus on the actions that you're doing right now that are like not helping you. If you reverse engineer it that way, you're not going to get hung up on like, but how will I get there? You know how much stuff has fallen together in the last few years that I did not see coming? Good and bad. <laughs> Good mm -hmm. and bad. I, th I think there's like something about having to have both. <laughs> but yeah, it's getting and Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I guess there is something. Um, you know, it's been around forever. But <laughs> <laughs> Maybe something about um, it. Let's see. We are genetically wired to have a certain amount of positivity and others have to try harder. Yeah. Oh, I love that as a concept. It's, it's really difficult because if we're not set up in that way, which I'm not, I mean, mm -hmm. I got, I, I don't really, I don't, I guess I don't share too much about my childhood, but I just, I'm that person who at parties wouldn't understand that something was just too intense to share. And everyone would stare at me like, because like, I look like someone that grew up normal and I wasn't. So, you know, like, I think that when it comes to what we're programmed to believe in our day to day, if we feel if we were raised with the thought of not really ever having security, and that's just to put it mildly with the trauma that I've heard since doing this, like, we're programmed to feel safe, however, we have had to feel safe in the past. So if you've had to protect yourself from outrageous things or guard yourself, you know, you had no, you weren't nurtured through things, whatever the case may be. That's what you're going to do internally now with your own verbiage. So toxic positivity gets me. I saw someone on Instagram say, don't say you're chronically ill. Then you're claiming that you're always going to be sick. So you will be. So I was terrified to think certain things because I was going to manifest bad things. I think that's a fine line because mm -hmm. I think it is an issue of like, for example, the next thing I was going to say is we start with one trying to pinpoint one change in your verbiage. And that is if like, if someone said, I want it to be, you know, they're going to a park tomorrow, they're planning a whole outing to a park. They would say, I hope it doesn't rain. Mm. They wouldn't say, I hope it's sunny and nice out. And we kind of go about, it's not intentional, but we speak in ways that we think we're preventing what we don't want, but we're actually stating what it is that we're trying we don't want you know um now i don't believe in censoring how people speak about their own illnesses and bodies and anything really like so i hate those comments where people are like you should say this not that like who are you my principal no you know um but i do think that if something resonated with you where you're like you know that does feel kind of like not something i'd want to carry then find your own phrase that gives you power for it. Just like maybe that person who put the post up says chronically ill does give them that power. They do embody that. If it doesn't align with you, find one that does. Doesn't have to make sense to anybody who's not in your body experiencing it, you know? Um, but I think the problem there is the fear of, oh my God, I did myself in. Mm -hmm. Because no, you have the power to change how you go forward right now from this immediate second forward, you know? Um, I don't know what we've attracted and what we've not attracted. Plus, trust me when I tell you I got the roster for bad stuff that I could have attracted. It's up there. So I'd be in the same like drats club as you are if that were the case. Mm -hmm. All we can do is go forward from that as hard as that is. Um, accepting reality. Exactly. Like 
chronically ill, but thri- like I'm still doing well. Like the fact that like I, I use chronically ill, you know, or I got a lot of chronic illnesses and stuff that I, and I say chronic illnesses, I manage chronic illnesses, I deal with, you know, it's don't let someone else put their mm-hmm. emphasis in your verbiage either. So the how of happiness is a great book. That sounds like a really lovely book. Thank you for the recommendation. All right. We always love a good book rec. Um, and I love it when there's lots of research to it. I love tying together the, the physical steps with the emotional process. Like so interesting, but a few wild stories about manifesting things. Oh, I'm going to get there. Trust Mm me. Um, I'm just going to skip through some of these for the sake of time. Uh, remember what you taught me manifesting instead of what I was manifesting of what I was doing, which was the exact opposite, which was, if I don't worry enough about this, it'll go wrong. So my question I actually have written down here is what's the worst, what's the fear in being optimistic? If you were to think of, okay, tomorrow, I'm not going to believe the worst can happen if that were at all possible. But if you said that to yourself, you're like, poof, tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm not worried anymore. What is the fear in that? What do you think? What would it be for you? I think I don't know if this is an everywhere thing, but being from the Northeast specifically, like New York, New Jersey, like there's this feeling of like, nobody's going to pull the wool over my eyes. Like you're not going to get a fast one on me. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of feels like, oh, some, I would be getting pulled a fast one. Or if I'm outwardly positive and I tell anybody, any of this, they're going to think I'm a jackass, but Mm -hmm. none of it comes true. It's just probably just looking like an idiot to anybody, including myself. Yeah. Like, how dare you? Right. Dummy. Like, how could you, how could you fall for that? right not really you're gonna believe that the sky gods are gonna grant you wishes who are you to think you could do that (laughs) right Mm -hmm. I have a friend whose daughter died on Friday I'm sorry and it's her last few days she cross-stitched this little sign that said this is terrible keep going oh my god oh so sad this is terrible keep going sounds like the most like I don't know why that feels like a beautiful thing to see somebody in that space because it's so real Oh, and it's not just trying to like, like this will be all over soon. You know, like, oh my God. Reminds me of the quote, you've gotten through a hundred percent of your bad days. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Dream boards made one in college. Yes, it's absolutely. I'm totally a visual person as well. Like I love the idea of like creating it in front of me, you know, and, and no, kind of like going with the fact that it's destined to be silly anyway, even though it comes true. You know, um, setting expectations too high and being disappointed, being let down. (laughs) Um, It's a Massachusetts thing, too. It's good to know. (laughs) Um, That's the quote. Keep your expectations low and no one will disappoint you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have. Yeah. Oh, did it scroll back up? No. Oh, Oh, there were more added here. Sorry. It's like updating the chat as I was reading it. Yeah. Um, I would just scroll back up. Maybe. No. Oh. I think it added because it updated oh, the thread. Okay. Yeah. Just Fine. heck challenged. Just figuring um, it out. I'm trying to I always was like, why am I so special that bad things shouldn't happen to me? So the thought of being uh, to of being prep, oh my God, prepared is like, okay, you got to always be thinking worst case. It makes sense. But if you break it down, does it make sense? Because if you are living in a moment that n- there is no emergency. I used to operate from the same place. Yeah, truly, truly. Like, waiting for the other shoe to drop mm. at all times. So I think that's just your emergency response system. But if you look at it as in that moment, talk back to that thought, like really like map it out, write it out. Sometimes it helps so that it's not just all up in here where you have to worry about arguing with yourself, like get it on paper as if you're writing an argument, right. And write out the logic of like, okay, well, if nobody else, like if there isn't an, an emergent situation, if I have done well on paper, I have completed what I have to complete. Nobody that I know of is actually mad at me. I want to go and do this thing and I don't see an obstacle or anything. Um, Can I be good at it if I am overly prepared? If I'm overly prepared for a situation that potentially doesn't exist, will it distract me from actually doing what it is I want to do with clear eyes? Like it's all it is 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 misplacing your energy. It's not changing anything factual. It's not protecting anything. All it is, is misplacing your energy. That's all, you know, um, for me, it's that 
being positive and optimistic about my future is something that I've been wanting to do and trying to do for years. So now it's put on a pedestal, like the thing that will get me where I need to be. But if I do that and I still don't succeed, then I'll be out of options and feel extra hopeless. If you change how you view yourself, there is no way to not succeed. Because if one method of getting to what you consider success doesn't work, it doesn't make you somebody who's incapable of success. If you truly get to a place of liking yourself, of having your back, of being your hype man, of, of, of just going after that, right? It sounds like a pipe dream, but it takes so much work when you have mm-hmm. decades that tell you the opposite. Mm-hmm. It does take so much time and so much effort and work. But if you do that, truly, there is no way that you can, you can fail. Like not, not if you have, if you're in the same body and situation that you are today, the thing that's going to keep you back from failing, like who knows that a different opportunity doesn't come your way and give you everything you want because you've made yourself open for that opportunity. Um, who says that being open to that doesn't lead you to learn a new craft of some kind or, I don't know who knows who we meet, where we go when we assume that we'll never go and we'll never meet and we'll never do better. We absolutely do that then. But at the very least, if you're either going to live a life of not believing in it and being regretful one day, or you're going to live a life of believing in yourself and having experiences, which option at the end of it all, would you be happy to have taken? If the traditional idea of success is something that evades you now. You know, it's, it's hard to be big picture when you're literally used to surviving the day to day, but it's ironically what pulls you out of that too. For me, it's, oh, I read it. Okay. Best thing that you did was when I had that complaint filed against me, I would typically have worried to an unhealthy point and you made me manifest that it would all go fine. And I did, and it was, and I was way less stressed yeah, I remember that because we were like, we're waiting for a verdict, right? Like, so let's try to get you to not torture yourself in the meantime, you know, like, because you're either going to know you're in trouble or you're not. So mm-hmm. what's the sense in living days like in purgatory on the way, like for no reason, it's not going to fix or help. Um, and I love that you remember that because I remember how, how seriously you take your work and how much you hate people not representing you in the right light. And I get it. Um but why t- why let your thermostat, you know, change your thermostat for something that you have no control of at the end of the day, how it will go. So bravo. Yay. All right. So um, I'm going to give you guys one big law of attraction story that's kind of crazy. And then um, I'm going to give you guys a little challenge and we'll be done. So <sighs> law of attraction story. I'm trying to think. So there's, there's, two, one that's shorter. I'll go with first. So something I like to have my clients do when they're getting used to this as a concept is to start imagining that they're, they're capable of it. So we figure out one random thing to attract completely random. Like think of something so minuscule and outlandish and specific that you don't even know what you're attracting. For example, this client thought she was going to stump me. And she's like, I'm, I want to see a butterfly. And it was like the dead of winter. And she lived somewhere where there's like four feet of snow on the ground at all times. Um, and she's like, I'm going to see a butterfly. Like she was so excited that she was going to really get me couple. And I'm like, okay, so now what you're going to do is you are going to thoroughly believe you're going to see this, butter. you're going to ask yourself, where's the butterfly? Like, where is it? When am I going to see it? You're not going to say to yourself, oh, don't worry. You'll see it. You're literally going to actively pursue finding this butterfly. And when you do tell me few days later, she sends me a picture. She's at a bank and there's someone standing in front of her little kid and they have this big butterfly backpack on standing right in front of them. And she sends me a picture. And I was like, I told you so. You thought you were being smart, huh? Another client I had do that. She goes, I want to hear lots of cars honking, like, like it's a city. And she lives in like the middle of nowhere, right? Where it's like, that doesn't happen. Um, and the next day, no, I'm sorry. Not the next day. It was like, I want to say it was a good week or two. Cause I really had to like talk her into that. She's like, physically, how physically, how will this happen? Someone crashed into a tree in the front of her property and the, the horn was, was stuck and it wouldn't stop. That's amazing. That's amazing. 
she was one. she was annoyed that she wished for that one or she affirmed that one because she's like why did I do this like I have to listen to this now <laughs> but who'd have thunk it right my crazy story do you remember Robin the trailer oh yeah okay so I had a client who was affirming that she was going to uh she's like she kind of wanted to play around because she didn't fully believe it but she wanted to set like a monetary affirmation I talked her against it but okay whatever I said how much do you want to attract she goes five thousand dollars would be like life-changing for us right now it would really get us set up um she was living in a shelter with her kids at that time so you know she said five thousand would be able to get us somewhere get a security you know be able to pay security somewhere and like get on, on our feet so i'm like okay let's do this so she was drawing like she'd draw like a thousand dollar bill and she'd drive, draw five of them on the top of her notebook. She would write it like, I'm so happy and excited to have $5,000, like to be able to change my life with $5,000, blah, blah, blah. So she gets a call from somebody from her family and they go, you know, aunt so-and-so died. There was like a inheritance proceeding that she didn't think she was going to get absolutely anything. Like she really didn't think they would have called her for inheritance. And they're like, so you were left some money, you and the, you and the kids. Um, guess how much it was? $5,000. Literally, like, if I ever talk about law of attraction in my posts, Robin's still like a Facebook friend of mine, she will probably comment because she still can't believe it. Like it, and this is in the very beginning of me doing this. So that's not it. In addition to the $5,000, she also was affirming a, a safe place for her and her kids to live and it just be their own, have privacy, to have their own four walls, basically. Um, and a few weeks after she gets she gets the phone call, she gets a call from a friend who says, hey, I know somebody, I know you've been looking for a place. I have somebody who's selling their trailer and they need to get out, you know, ASAP or whatever they had to relocate, death in the family, blah, blah, blah. Um, are you interested? It's real, all updated. It's gorgeous. And it's very cheap because they got to go and told them the price per month. And it was like 4,500 and change. So I don't know how to explain that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It, it actually happened. And weird things like that happen. Like, yeah. Have I mean, you ever had a fun? Yeah. Give me a fun one. Yeah. yeah. So I stole one of Michelle's back in the day mm -hmm. and I still affirm it today. And it's money comes to me frequently and easily. Um, and when I actually finally started believing it, I was in a random parking lot in Woodbridge, New Jersey with my ex-boyfriend and we went into a store and I had looked down at the ground before I went in. There was nothing that I noticed. I still have a picture of it. I think it's on my Facebook way buried though. Um, and then we come out of the store 20 minutes later and there was literally about a hundred pennies on the ground by my car door. And I was like, wow. And I just affirmed it that morning. And I was like, wow, I'm really that's crazy. You know what makes me, you know what I think is interesting? Would, sh would the client have noticed the butterfly backpack? Would you have noticed the pennies? That's why I always say so like, like the, the mysticism of it also meets the like focusing. awareness factor yeah. of making you realize like the things we don't pay attention to or that that can happen. You know, I do think it's the mysticism too, because some crazy too. stuff happens that I, I also, can't explain. I think so another example would be affirming for six years myself here. I've affirmed this for six years, almost daily until it came true. I work from home full time on my own business. And I thought it was going to be like three other things before it was my actual business. But in terms of awareness, it opened me up to saying yes to a lot more things that I might not have said yes to in pursuit of not having to go to a friggin' office ever again. There you go. So, you know, and another weird one, any of the times that I have had issues with my weight have been when it is something in my, ver my vocabulary and mm -hmm. my thoughts and my mind at anything throughout the day. I I'm not, I don't, I'm literally just explaining it. I promise you. I know that this sounds really annoying, condescending, whatever. I'm not trying to be like that guy. That's like, just think about it. But after the pandemic, when I was really struggling with the imposter syndrome of, of allowing, quote unquote, the stress 
uh, to make my symptoms come back, you know, to not fit in my clothes to like, be like, what is the skin? Where's my hair? You know, like again, after doing this for years and saying I can help people, I mean, who expected a freaking pandemic. Right. But like, I really took that hard because I'm like, I, I can't help people. Like I can't even help myself. And that, and it just continued to compound and get worse. And then I was like, I'm doing everything else that I was told I should be doing. Like not told, I told myself, I figured the whole thing out, but like I do, I'm doing everything that I know works, works for me. Like, and I feel like it's doing something, I guess, you know, like I'm not as exhausted, but and I, the difference was that weight wasn't, it's not like I sat, walked around feeling like I'm fit and trim every day. Like I just didn't think about it. I just didn't, I just didn't think about my weight. And historically, whenever that has happened is when I've returned back to like, this is basically my baseline weight. Like this is where my bat, my body's comfy. And it, it's not the first time each and every time when I start nitpicking myself a little more, it gets worse. When I just go, I don't need to even think of that because whatever I look like, I look like it's not going to alter my experience in this world. And sure enough, like, oh my God, have you lost weight? I hate that. I hate that statement. So, but they happen more when I, the less I think about it. Um, and I don't know how to explain that because that will be while doing physical things. I have been doing the same, you know? Um, I mean, I guess stress also has to do with that too. Wait, let's see. We got a comment I'm reading here. Um, it's a private direct message. And if someone's family is listening, I don't know if I want to read it out loud. So I'm going to read it and then I'll just say my spiel. Okay. Oh, I can, you can read, read it out loud. loud. Okay, cool. So my husband used to be obsessed with the bill or orally. O'Reilly. 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 Orally. Like Bill Orally. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Risky. Um, he watched religiously and wanted to be on it. So he wrote an email for their Ask the Audience segment about some hot topic. And he labeled it still writing, still writing, still writing. And the message subject said, I've been writing for months and you won't put on the damn TV. After he did that, he kept saying, I'm going to be on the O'Reilly factor next week. We need to make sure to be at home Thursday at 6 p.m. so we can watch it, et cetera. We're watching it. And he continues to say it over and over again. And then there it was. We have a letter coming in from Troy Transow. Oh, my God. Oh my God. So cool. That is so cool. I love that. Yeah. It, little little messages yeah. all around. And again, whether it's you wouldn't see the pen, you saw the pennies and you wouldn't before, whether it's you've attracted the pennies at the end of but the day, so, the pennies are there and you know, they're there now. So you could look for that kind of stuff. And when, I don't know. I just, when it came down to it, when that happened, I was like, sure. It's not the riches that I was hoping for it's when I said bowl. money and comes to me. And I'm telling you, this sounds so cheesy and corny that I got a random $20 deposit in my account. And it, I got an email from my bank, which I normally never get. And it was a true email. And it said, you're a deposit of $20 has cleared $20 and 80 cents. And I'm like, I don't know what this is. I haven't done I a return. I swear to you the same like, affirmation. Like I have gotten Nick and I, I'm not, I know no one's thinking I'm lying, but I feel weird talking about this. Yeah, because like, I, I like promise I'm not lying. It feels like a grifter's like, Right. Like, like I'm like, so not that hunt. Yeah, that's like, no. just think, believe, achieve, you know? Um, but truly we've gotten letters like you overpaid. Here's yeah. some money back, you know, or like, like weird dividends for stuff. I'm like, Oh, I'll take it again. Nothing like I'm not buying a home Boca about it with it, you know, but like, it's it literally what I'm saying, you know, it's a literal form of that. Yeah, I feel like a happier person and more of a joy to be around focusing on a hundred pennies that I was focusing on not the hundred pennies Absolutely. in my checking account. And I, I feel like in this insane world, the mm -hmm. idea that there could be a hundred pennies there makes it a little bit more palatable. <laughs> so feels like the universe is taxed. Awesome. Got a random refund check for 55 bucks. I'll take I it. I love that. I'll take it, you know. Um, I love that. And for the record, he doesn't like Bill O'Reilly anymore. Sorry to anyone who hates him. I literally thought his name was Bill Orally. So I, you know, I've blocked out anything news related from my mind at all. I just know that. <laughs> so the other day I stressed about spending some money from clients and I immediately looked in my email and got a $400 settlement right. payment, settlement payment from Facebook. I love that. Oh my God. And from Facebook passion on that. 
And that's the other thing, like not go out and spend all your money, but like when you spend something for yourself and it's really a no stress thing, I found that the universe is, I feel weird saying that, but like, it's been like, here you go. But it could be something small. It could be a body wash or a lotion, you know, or it could be, it could be, um, you know, like a tickets to a virtual show, like a seminar or something, you know, like it could be whatever the hell you want it to be. But what I I agree, I think it's like you cement that gift let's say or like that positivity that experience you really liked it's kind of like cementing that and like rewarding yourself for allowing that to happen it's almost like resetting the bar it's like i can send i can spend this money this is where the bar is set this is where my bar now lives yeah so i don't know um i have a challenge for you guys yeah to kick off or to finish i guess close out the zoom um the challenge i have for you guys is i want you to practice catching yourself my clients have heard me say this, but perfection, a lot of people are like, I've been doing this for years. There's something either to look at far further or it needs to keep going, you know, but try to find yourself this week speaking in terms of, I hope it doesn't rain tomorrow versus I hope it's sunny tomorrow. And do three burpees. Just kidding. No, no, no. But yeah, try to catch yourself this week. You Before you can quote unquote correct it, you got to first notice it in yourself and be like, mm-hmm. ah, yep. How, or, and think, how could I have rephrased it? Like going forward, how do I say this without sounding delusional? Like, how do I say this while still honoring the basic principle of it, which doesn't have to be butterflies and sunshine, pun intended, you know, just pinpoint it. That is going to be eye-opening in and of itself. Okay. So all right. I'm so, I, I, I hope that this helped. I'm so glad that, you know, we had this chat pop in during this call because those are my favorite, as you know, <laughs> I love that sound effect. Thank you. Um, That's what I'm but here for. definitely text me, let me know, you know, if this resonated with you, if you have any questions, um, and enjoy the rest of your week, try to change that verbiage. Bye guys. Bye. Thanks for letting me on. <laughs> you have no choice. <laughs>